You're listening to Radio Free Edville. It's Edville on the radio for free. I'm Roy Thomas Padgham, and this is your Edville Gazette for Friday, January 8th, 2021. Dry ice shortage now catastrophic. Geezer rockers and cheesemakers squeezed by vaccine makers. By Roy Thomas Padgham. Washington, D.C. American cheesemakers are lobbying the CDC, the Pentagon, and anyone who will listen for a swift intervention against drug giant Pfizer-BioNTech, which is reportedly cornering the dry ice market. Drug manufacturers use dry ice, the solid form of carbon dioxide, to keep COVID-19 vaccines cold during shipping and handling. This means diverting precious dry ice stocks normally utilised by the dairy industry to preserve bacterial cultures in cheese and yoghurt. We're sensitive to the health concerns of the nation and we realise the importance of the COVID-19 vaccine, but there's a balance to be struck said Arlo McGillicuddy, spokesman for the Wisconsin Cheese Board. Even if every man, woman and child in America is vaccinated, what kind of normal life would there be to return to without a delicious slice of Munster, Gouda or Colby? Late to this massive international lobbying effort, but not to be gainsaid, is the United Brotherhood of Prog Rockers, whose members' concerts are more dependent than ever on 70s-era stage gimmicks. Having a concert without dry ice is like writing a song in a time signature you can dance to, isn't it? Said Gudrun Gudmundsson, front man for the 11-member Icelandic band Archaic Renaissance. It's unheard of. Why, it would be like embargoing the double-necked guitar or the gong. Meanwhile, here in Canada, MPs are convening an emergency session of Parliament to determine whether the manufacture of dry ice violates Canada's commitments under the Paris Accords. If we trust scientists with our health, as we do, said Prime Minister Justin Trudeau solemnly, then we must also trust their research and their expertise when it comes to other existential threats, and that includes climate change. There is no vaccine against a polluted planet. Opinion. Farmer. I hate to say it, but I'm unfriending Dr. Tam by Edna Farmer. Edville. Well now, where to start? As bad as the pandemic appears to be getting, I suppose we're lucky here in Canada that it has not split us into warring camps. Not yet, at least. In the US, the squabble over masking has exploded into a full-blown proxy war. Anti-lockdown protesters across the pond now speak of the UK and France as failed states. Canada has mostly escaped this lunacy. But now that we're in the home stretch, even long-suffering Canadians appear to be plumb out of patience. Jet-setting politicians and the news that our vaccines are languishing in some cooler somewhere are not helping. Now, as regular Gazette readers know, I've been up and down on Dr. Tam. Like most of our public health experts, she has groped towards sensible policies, two steps forward, one step back. And no one can blame her for that. We're all learning as we go. When Dr. Tam is reasonable and respectful, as she was dispensing Christmas advice, there's no VSP, a very serious person, I'd rather hear from, by golly. But when she was telling us last summer how to dance and copulate, well, she was way out of line. 
And that's because anyone with the slightest bit of sense knows that officious public health officials working for an even more officious politicians have no business in the bedrooms of the nation. Which brings me round to Dr. Tam's New Year's Eve advice. I am reminding Canadians to be aware of the impacts of increased alcohol consumption on their health and to find alternative ways of celebrating, Tam lectured us. This could include physical activity, mindfulness, connecting through phone calls and video chats, or celebrating with mocktails or other non-alcoholic beverages. Mindfulness and mocktails? Honestly, does she think we've all bugged out to some hippie ashram? Does she not see that Canadians are fed up with such sanctimony? Or that reminders like this blow her own credibility to smithereens? I'm sorry to say it, but I'm unfriending Dr. Tam for the time being anyway. She gives every impression that she'd like to be headmistress of the nanny state. And that I just cannot abide. Badger. Sure, let's wear these damn things forever. By Dick Badger. Edville. Okay, it had to happen sooner or later. Some know-it-all over at the Globe and Mail wants us to continue wearing masks even after the pandemic. Like, forever. Well-thought-out public education and messaging could help destigmatize the face mask once the worst of the outbreak is over says Globe contributor Vivian Song. And although she finds it perplexing that masks have not been made mandatory outdoors in densely populated cities such as Toronto, she seems to think people will only be too happy to wear masks voluntarily. You know, like lipstick, or shades, or camo. Why not encourage people to exercise a bit of civic responsibility, she muses. I'll tell you why. Because if 2020 showed us anything, it's that our out-to-lunch elites have mistaken Canadians for sheep, the whole lot of us. Never in recent memory have we been bullied so relentlessly to act and think as we're told, to pretend we believe the dumbest shit imaginable, and to bend over for the loony mob. Now, truth be told, I don't give a flying fuck what anyone wears. You can spend the rest of your risk-averse life locked down in a cycling helmet, safety shoes, and full-body bubble wrap for all I care. And if you want to juggle chainsaws in your skivvies and flip-flops, or surf buck-naked in shark-infested waters, that's entirely your call. Takes all kinds. So big-brained influencers like Miss Song can wear masks from now till doomsday if they like. But if they think they can pile yet another layer of guilt-induced groupthink onto all the rest of us sheep, they shouldn't be surprised when we push back. It's weird seeing the calendar flip over to 2021. I'm now so old that I can remember when the Globe was a real newspaper. Special series, Life in the Man Cave. Proper DIY vehicle maintenance tips. By Jeff Mullet Jr. Little Lake. So our good friend and editor Dick Badger backed into my sled the other day. I parked it behind his truck and forgot to tell him. Well, he came backing out like a bat out of hell. I told him not to worry about it because Amy finally caved and said I could buy a new one. But as a token of his remorse, he agreed to let me write for his POS little newspaper whenever I have something to say. My topic today is about vehicle maintenance. It's really important to keep your trucks and your wife's car roadworthy, especially in the winter. 
One time I didn't get snow tyres for Amy's Tiburon. God, she loves that car. And you better believe I'm still hearing about it. And that was back in 2008. So here are my tips for DIY vehicle maintenance. Your car will look as good as new and likely run okay too. Tip one, if your DIY window tint kit is looking a bit shabby, just put some decals up around the edges that are looking far worse for wear. Don't do anything stupid like Calvin peeing. Do something that speaks to the kind of person you are and the kind of person you aspire to be. This is your truck after all. Tip two, take off those factory rims and invest in something cool. You know who I'm talking to. Tip three, put some air in your tires. I don't think I need to explain this. Tip four, change of season, change your oils. Get some buddies, grab some brews and get that oil changed on a weekend day. Remember, it can take all day, so make sure your wife knows not to expect you home for dinner. In fact, maybe you should change the oil in her vehicle too. You might need your overnight bag. Hot tip, change oil at your single buddy's place. Otherwise, you're going to have some explaining to do, or there'll be a Facebook group or some shit. Last time my brother Gary came to my house to do an oil change, his wife and my wife were texting, and it became an impossible situation for both of us. And we never did change the damn oil. And he didn't take his truck doors home either. Tip five, to cover up those bits of rust, scratches and dents, get yourself some more decals or a Sharpie marker. In a pinch, if you can't find a decal that suits your taste, you can always use some duct tape. Hey, they have duct tape in all sorts of colors now. It's gone gourmet. Tip six, replace your brake pads every so often. This is gonna take all day too, so you better go back to that same guy's garage and make yourself comfortable. Maybe pack some ribs, Get the smoker going and put on some wings or something. But make sure you stop at the butcher on the way to your buddy's garage, otherwise your wife is going to want to make a salad or some shit. Then she's going to wonder why she can't come, since she made a salad, and then she'll get the kids all dressed up and hire a photographer to tag along, and your buddy's wife will make another salad and rent a bouncy castle. Before you know it, you're pouring your beer into a glass and chasing the kids in the yard, and then Amy is going to ask why you haven't had more salad. Then you'll eat both damn salads and feel way too full to do your brake pads now. And spending the day with your family and your buddy's family because it turned into a goddamn picnic in the yard will zap your will to live anyhow. So you're best to stop at the butcher on the way to your buddy's garage and avoid that whole scene. Amy asked me to include that taking your vehicle to a garage for a tune-up a few times a year is a lot cheaper than a D-I-V-O-R-C-E. I'll drink to that. Kids Corner. Please use the new park to skate, not date, by Crystal BB Diamonds 16. Brighton. Please stop crying over the boys touting last season's crusty bench kicks in the middle of the new state park on question mark question mark street. IDK, that's I don't know where it is, my mum drops me off. Curve them off and have fun instead. If you want to skate, just skate. Go slay. You don't need some simp as a reason to hit the pipes and get a tan. Be the person the great prophet Veronica Lodge would want you to be. No cap. 
Just remember to charge your phone before you go so you can hustle and go yo clout on the gram leader. Enjoy grinding the pipes and wear a mask emoji. Wig. Breaking banana mystery finally solved. Oh, I mean, breaking banana mystery finally solved by Mabel Lean. Coburg. Real-time reports are coming in of a municipal bylaw officer who, while writing a parking ticket in downtown Coburg, dropped a whole unpeeled banana from his pocket. There have been no reports of any slip-and-fall mishaps as a result, but the answer to the age-old question, is that a banana in your pocket or are you just happy to see me, has finally been answered. It is just a banana. We thank our readers for their diligent reporting of this near-miss. Seniors Corner, New Brighton Skateboard Park Brings Positive Change by Buster Fogg. Brighton. So I was heading over to the Brighton Tims on the weekend there, which isn't easy this time of year in my so-called fucking mobility scooter, let me tell you. And I noticed that the skateboard park is getting a major facelift, with about a zillion yards of new concrete poured and more coming. The thing looks to me like a cross between an F1 track and a rat maze. But what do I know? So when I got home, I told the missus, and she said the town got 125 grand from Queen's Park for the upgrade. I looked it up on the Google, and damned if she ain't right. The province issued a press release just before the pandemic, saying the project is expected to bring positive change to over 2,500 people in Brighton. Which is a fuck of a lot of positive change for a place this small and boring. I'd like to see the math on that. So now all these lockdown subterranean cyber kids will get the opportunity to re-enter the real world, zooming around at death-defying speeds and gravity-defying launch angles, which is way better than going cross-eyed in front of their fucking screens all day and night. In my day, these skater kids would have been hot rodders or hang gliders or evil Knievel types, which is totally understandable, of course. You gotta let kids be kids. Now, these skateboard punks won't get out of bed before noon at the earliest. So I think we should set aside mornings at the new park for codgers like me to get all fucked up and race our scooters, like in the old days when I had my 73 Cutlass. Sure, there would be shit talk and fist fights and maybe the occasional crash fatality, but otherwise it would be good clean fun and just the kind of positive change an ageing population needs. World Ascoli Olives with a Side of Brain Surgery by Hugo Blue Ancona, Italy It isn't just surgery that goes on in the operating rooms of Rianiti Hospital. Patients under the knife of Dr. Roberto Trignani have been known to get up to all sorts of shenanigans. They do crosswords, watch cartoons, perform with musical instruments, all the while having their brains dissected. More than 60 awake surgeries have been performed by Trignani over the past five years, though his latest is the most unusual. His patient prepared stuffed Ascoli olives while a tumour was removed from her left temporal lobe. It's not just about making use of their extra time, either. The team at Rianiti examines the life and routines of every patient in order to find an activity that helps them monitor the areas they need to work on. 
So it isn't like you indicate on a survey beforehand what you'd like to do while your cranium's open. In this case, the patient was a chef, so the olives made perfect sense. But did anyone actually eat them after? Her tasks didn't stop at stuffing olives, as the team needed to keep her talking in order to light up the speech centres of the brain. While scintillating conversations under surgery usually range from your most existential fears to what you caught on the tube last night, in this case, the former chef recited recipes. Trignani emphasised that it's all about lessening the anxiety. Not So Loose Change by Hugo Blue Moscow A little over half a century ago, in the Soviet Union, a curious six-year-old boy gave in to his inquiring mind and shoved a coin up his nose, possibly for safekeeping. While turning himself into a piggy bank was likely unintentional, being the child of a strict household and fearing the discipline of his stern mother, the boy mentioned the concealed kopeck to no one. And so it remained thus, nestled snugly in his nasal cavity. Years passed, the boy became a man, the coin forgotten, until 53 years later, the man found himself unable to breathe through his right nostril. Seeking aid, he was admitted to the hospital. There, the coin was summarily found and surgically removed in an operation slightly more invasive than ruffling through couch cushions. The man was discharged promptly the same day after being reminded that Soviet-era time capsules should be placed well outside the body whenever possible. The fate of the Kopec coin is unknown. Who would want it? Some numismatics will no doubt line up for the Schnoz coin. However, it's worth noting that the minted hammer and sickle had long since faded away. Even the inside of a honker can't protect from some things. So where has the change jingling around in your pocket been? Boys vs. Girls Scout Style by Hugo Blue New York A lawsuit has been filed by the Girl Scouts of the United States of America against Scouts BSA, whose recent policy shift, the girls in fact do not have cooties, has led to a damaging recruitment war with both sides vying for the girls' attention. Who didn't see this coming? The filing claims Scouts BSA has been unfairly recruiting girls lately by using words like scouts and scouting with the inference that they're totally a bunch of meanies. Scouts BSA has rejected such claims, maintaining their historic stand, my dad can beat up your dad, as they accuse the Girl Scouts of launching a ground war to spoil their plans. The suit goes on to note a resultant explosion of confusion has taken hold of parents nationwide who thought they were enrolling their daughters into the Girl Scouts when instead they signed up for the Cub Scouts. If only we wrote these things down. The Boy Scouts replied that this was inaccurate as no legally admissible instance of this has been offered to date adding that the argument is dismissive of the decisions of girls and young women who have joined their program, which may as well have been followed by a wholesome raspberry. Surely, it would be to everyone's benefit if the whole thing could be settled over a game of tag. The legal kerfuffle will synergize well with the new, soon-to-be-added paralegal merit badges that just have to be on the way. 
I'm Roy Thomas Padgett, and this has been your Edville Gazette for Friday, January 8th. Join us again next week.